Welcome to Sorry If I Spit When I Speak. Today, we're going to be talking about the Bengals' moves in free agency. Now, I have a very, very uh, special guest today. I'm talking about Mark Herman, who is known to all of you as LA Bengal fan. He has very active presence on Twitter and he is the Bengals representative on AFC Northerners. Now, Mark has a very interesting history in, term of, in terms of his Bengals fandom. I mean, those of you who are parents, you know, you can learn, you can teach your kids uh, discipline and perseverance and patience by you know, just the, the, the model set by Mark. He has been a Bengals fan since their inception. And really interesting story. I, I want you to tell them your story. But basically, so his, uh, he was born in Texas. His dad was a Packers fan who uh, went to all the games in Milwaukee and didn't want his son to be fair weather fan. So Mark moves to L.A. when he's one year old. And he becomes a fan of the Bengals immediately when they uh, are founded, when he's only five years old. And, you know, he, he loved the, the logo, he loved the helmet, he loved the fact that he could pronounce as a five-year-old the quarterback, the starting quarterback name, Greg Cook. I mean, just tell them the story, please, Mark, a great story. Yeah, no, so my, my parents actually met, their first date was a Ram Packer game at the Coliseum. And uh, so when they met, uh, you know, my dad brought me up to not be a Fairweather fan. He was here in Los Angeles, huge Packer fan, and... You know, I used to watch football games with them. I watched Monday Night Football from the very beginning. And he just brought me up that if you if you have a team, you stick with that team and you don't jump ship. And in 68, I was five years old and the Bengals came out. And, yeah, like you said, that I saw the Greg Cook card and uh, I could pronounce his name. I loved the logo. And I said, I'm going to like these these guys from the beginning. So even though I've never even been to Cincinnati, I've been a Bengal fan my whole life. And I've uh, just been intimately involved with them and followed them. And they've been my team. And and I can't jump ship. They they are my team. That's it. That's how I was raised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, I really respect that. You know, uh, I am also in Los Angeles. We haven't met in person, but we really should. Oh, we're going, um, we're going to be. I didn't know you were in Los Angeles. And I've been watching your show for a while. And I'm really looking forward. You and I are going to take in more than one game this season. So. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So so Definitely. so I moved out to Los Angeles in the mid '90s. Uh, had been a Bengals fan for a while, and I come out here, and the internet is just a starting. But obviously, it was very expensive and slow. I didn't have internet. You you talked about how hard it was to get Bengals news. I only was able to get Bengals news. There was a uh, you know there was a sporting news. I remember they had these little tiny uh, yeah. little information weekly, and also I remember. Um, because the team wasn't good, so they weren't on the highlight shows. But uh, there is this newspaper that I subscribe to. Uh, it's very expensive. I want to say like $5 a month, maybe $10 a month. It's outrageous. as uh, a Bengals newspaper. And it, it would arrive like a week or 10 days after the events it was describing. And it was so sad, but I was just so happy to get those newspapers. And that really is why we started this show and all this stuff. is because I want something, you know, uh, Bengals coverage the way I would have appreciated you know, in the 90s and all that. So me and Mark, we have a lot in common. We are both really, I mean, 
uh, diehard fans uh, through thick and thin. Now, yeah, yeah and, and, and a lot of um, Bengals fans are confused, Mark. They, they, uh, they are confused by our moves in free agency. And we talked a little bit before the show, and you really have uh, a, a good uh, analysis of this. Um, so I want to go through some of the signings, and you can kind of tell us what you think. Perfect. CJ Uzama, yeah, CJ Uzama, everybody agrees was a solid signing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And he's got, you know, he's just getting better every year. So I think that was money very well spent. And it, it also addresses, we know we wouldn't have had a tight end on the roster if we didn't sign him. Now, sticking with the tight end, I would also like to see us on a team-friendly deal, keep Eifert, because I think he wants to prove something to us. And I think he's talented if he can stay on the field. I, it's like Herm Edwards always says, the most important ability is availability, and he hasn't been available. But I, I would like to go into the season with um, possibly a draft pick, Eifert, and obviously CJ. So, yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I, I like the signing. He's big. He's athletic. Like you said, he's available. He's a tough guy. He he has a great personality. You know, I mean, you can't that that he has a winning personal mentality. He's very likable. You know, I remember he's very close with Gio. You just like the guy. He's so athletic. You know. John Sheeran, who's normally on the show, but uh, he's on a cruise right now. Uh, and that is thank you to our patrons. We have patreon.com. Um, John, uh, you know, his Patreon money, he, he, he wanted to use it immediately and show his, his gratitude. He's enjoying himself, and that's fine. Uh, so, so, so thank you. And we're going to get to thanking all the patrons pretty soon. But um, uh, John was saying that Yuzama's... Athletic ability has not been, it is untapped because of the coaching, because of the offensive coaching we've had. And we are going to see that unleashed under the Zach Taylor coaching regime. He didn't exactly say it like that, but yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, go ahead, please. I, I agree. We haven't seen the ceiling on him yet. He's young. And what he's done is he's shown us more every single year. And that's why he deserved that contract. He's a good keep. He's a really good keep. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is, and um, I'm sorry here, and uh, so uh, we all we all agree that that was a good signing. Uh, yes. Nobody is really has a problem with that. I guess the problem they have is with two signings, Bobby Hart and Preston Brown. Right. Bobby Hart, uh, team uh, the team people a lot of fans didn't even want us to bring him back because of his play. A lot of penalties, a lot of sacks given up. Um, now, uh, from my perspective, I understand the Bengals, decades of following them. You know, it's hard to explain to people when we say that their business model is being cheap and whatnot. Uh, but they will sign players, but they like to sign veterans to bargain deals. They like having veterans that are getting paid half or a third of what the top veterans are getting. Okay. Yes. And they like to feel like they've addressed a need. So signing a veteran who's 24, they love value. So they love signing the younger player as opposed to the older player who they want to sign someone before he has his breakout season. That is a home run to this Bengals organization. When they sign the local, when they sign Sean Williams, when they sign these guys before they performed, it's because they are anticipating and hoping that they really hit a home run. Um, and, and Bobby Hart seems to be like one of those, although it's more of a head a scratcher. Uh, Mark, I want to get your take on Bobby Hart. Well, uh, you know what? I, I, we need big bodies for the line. 
for starters. And this team in free agency is not going to go out and they're not going to pay like New England's lineman Brown the kind of money that Oakland paid him. They're not going to go out and sign a guy to a 10 or $12 million a year contract. So um, they, they got heart on and they gave him more than he probably deserved. But everything I'm reading says Turner really thinks he can fix him. He's got a connection with Florida State with the, with the coach. And he says he's looked at every play on film and he thinks he can fix him. Of all the poor linemen we have, and you can go down and look at Redbin and all the problems we had on the offensive line. Bobby Hart, if he can be corrected, if the coaches think that, he's young and he plays with passion. He wants to improve. You know, we drafted Cedric Ogwehi, and I don't think Cedric Ogwehi wants to play football. I mean, there were plays where he got burned and he didn't even turn around and help Andy Dalton up. This is a guy I don't want on the team because I don't think he wants to improve. I don't think he has a passion for the game. But if they see that with Bobby Hart and they think he's correctable, it's really not that bad a signing. Also, if you look at the details, Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk is very good at breaking down the contracts. You know, his background is being an attorney. So he does the best comprehensive breakdown of the contracts we can get out of the bobby hart deal next year we only have to keep him for one year and i think he's only a one million dollar cap hit in year two so it's kind of we locked him up for three years if he improves we can have him play out his contract and then send him later and if not we can jump ship from him but of all the pieces on the line that that we needed to keep he was probably the best piece to keep if we had signed Alex Redmond to that contract, I would be that uh, atomic bomb emoji with the head exploding. That's what I would be because I hate Alex Redmond. Well, well, we don't hate anybody, but yeah, we well, don't we, you know we, we don't like his play. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 a lot of great points. To be honest with you, I really hope you're right. And yeah, I mean, Jim Turner just got a job, and and this might be his last opportunity to coach in the third field. So. If he's willing to take the chance, maybe we should too. Well, and that's, um, that's one of the things I want to say to everybody out there is people are freaking out. I mean, they, they, they're, they, everybody's already conceding the division to the Browns. You know, how many t- times have we seen teams like Washington win the offseason, get all the great free agent signings, and then amount to nothing in the regular season? Now, I'm not saying the Browns aren't going to have a good year, but we don't need to crown them just yet. Winning the – there's no Lombardi trophy being awarded in, in May and March and April. So we need to kind of pump the brakes there. Also, the Bengals have never been big players in the first week of free agency, and they won't overspend on players. So we weren't in the running for C.J. Mosley. We will be in the running for other linebackers, but we're not going to pay that kind of money. So people just need to kind of sit back and and not freak out so much. Yeah. Yeah, please go ahead. And this kind of goes into the Preston Brown signing. And I'm going to talk about Bobby Hart and Preston Brown on, on, on two things. Both of these guys, I don't think, were given a fair chance. Preston Brown was relatively healthy his whole career at Buffalo. He got hurt last year. And, and obviously, when he came back, he didn't have Tez there or Vigil wasn't there. I mean, it was kind of the defense was already falling apart when he came back. In the first few weeks, he looked really good. I don't think we've, we've given Preston Brown enough of a chance. So I didn't mind that extension. Um, you know, signing him for another year. And the same thing for Bobby Hart. Would Bobby Hart be better if he had a better guard next to him? Then maybe he doesn't give up. You know, he had Alex Redmond, who we both agree is was horrible. 
I mean, really, really was was it inferior, one of the worst line, guards in the league. So would Bobby Hart's play have been elevated if he had a better guard next to him? So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact that we we're going to talk about it soon, but we upgraded that guard, like you said. Yeah. Um, that is big, and the fact that we know that Westerman can play, so yeah. that depth, you know, I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe they are preparing him to take over for bowling, which a lot of fans would be upset. We keep letting these talented veteran linemen go when we don't think their value, you know, we don't value them as much because they're approaching thirty or whatever. Um, but the fact that we have Westerman this year as depth, you know, um, yeah, our, our guard position is very different. And that's a good point. I mean, uh, that could really help the tackles. You know, and Cordy Glenn should have a bounce back year. You know, it's been a long time since his injury now. Right. He had the bounce back year. He was a big disappointment. I was disappointed. Well, um, imagine but- this. We could have Glenn and, uh, and our new guard, I think it's Miller. Um, we could have them side by side. Um, just like the Buffalo did, we could have Trey Hopkins next to our new tackle that we picked up in the draft. And now you got Billy Price in the middle. You have Westerman as a, as a backup. You have Hart coming in and spelling. Now all of a sudden you're looking at a whole revamped line. And people don't see that. They're freaking out because we didn't go out and get the number one tackle in, in free agency. We don't need to. No, I mean, uh, these prices that we've been seeing, uh, these these you know price tags these 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 huge deals that are being handed out, uh, you and I know that the Bengals are never going to pay those. Um, uh, they tried with Shaq Barrett, and they might have they probably offered more money than the Bucks did. But uh, like my friend again on on the cruise, which he deserves, which he deserves. I mean, yeah, his yeah. mind his mind is so full of these uh, statistics and analysis and analytics that it, it needs a breather, you know. But uh, but like John was saying. Um, Shaq Barrett probably wants to take take a chance on himself with a one year deal, uh, you know. And, and and I respect that. That's fine. But they tried. They tried to get a guy to help us, um, you know. But but we did land, like you said, the uh, Bills guard John Miller, who is a competent guard. Nobody can yeah. say he's a bad player, you know. I was looking at the Pro Football Focus stats, and there's two stats that were tweeted out. One by Cincinnati's Pro Football Focus. And one by Lance McAllister, uh, probably different uh, data or probably different, uh, you know, uh, minimum snaps or whatever that they were taking. But, um, you know, he was about the 20th overall guard, you know, uh, pass blocking, uh, you know, 26th, not bad. And run blocking 31st, somewhere around there, allowed about five penalties. Uh, So uh, solid, solid signing. The money wasn't too much. Very fair money. Um, Well, the best part of it is it's a sign to the Bengal fans that Alex Redmond is not a starter anymore. So we're definitely, you're going to have Trey Hopkins. You can have Westerman in there. We're definitely, Alex Redmond is not part of the starting line. And that's, that's the biggest gift of all because he was the weakest link. I think he dragged that whole right side of the line down. And you watch this last season. How many times did we watch us trying to force it down the right side of the line? And you're like, you're asking them to do something they're not capable of doing. You know, so you've got to bring in help. You've got. Yeah. That was frustrating to watch all year. Yeah. I mean, my thing is this. I love our players, you know, not just because they play for us, but I like them as people. And Alex Redman, uh, you know, he was tendered. But then. He 
uh, took a shot at the friend of our show. He's been on our show. Great guy, Joe Goodberry, insulting yes. his football knowledge. And that was it for the Bengals. They're like, you're out of here. They, right. they, you know, and so they moved on, you know, and they got uh, John Miller. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy they did. So thank you, uh, Joe Goodberry. And thank you, Alex Redman. Uh, Twitter. Yeah. Um, so the Bengals, look, they... Uh, fans probably were hoping we save money for Darquez Denard. It looks like he's not going to be with us. He's, he visited the Chiefs today, I think. And we are replacing him, basically, with um, a player who is kind of similar. But, again, as John says, more fluid and explosive than Darquez and Drake or Patrick. And that is B.W. Webb from the Giants, who played for our defensive coordinator, uh, Lou Anarumo. Right. And- he gave up 10 penalties last year, which was just extraordinary for him. Uh, so it's interesting that Anna Rumo still wants him. Right. Well, I think it's good. You want to bring in a player that can help the other players kind of transition into the new language. So um, remember, we haven't had a lot of change in this organization for a long time. So this is going to be, you know, the fans have yelled for a, a change in coaches. And this is, you know, unparalleled in the, in the change that we've had in terms of we have a very young and aggressive, but a very unproven staff. And this will help Lou in because he's got somebody who already knows the language and he already knows what to expect. So I was surprised we didn't make a play for like Landon Collins or Olivier Vernon or somebody else that was part of that same system. So but um, but the, I understand the signing and don't rule Dark Denard out. He can still circle around. He's visiting the Chiefs, but there wasn't a whole lot of buzz around Denard when he hit the streets last week. So, well, well, just going by what his demands are, you know, and the fact that supposedly he wants to be paid like an outside corner, uh, it doesn't seem like the Bengals would do that, to be honest with you. Well, you I know. don't think any team will because he had a problem on staying on the field once again. Availability is your most important ability. And he wasn't available the first three years. I don't, he had an injury riddled seasons. He really showed some stuff the last couple of years. He still, I don't think played a whole full season for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, but the Bengals are not done. You know, uh, right. they're interested in Danny Shelton. We know that. Right. And he would help shore up that middle. Um, you know, we got, we, we had some uh, good production there last year. Uh, right. from our, our young player. Billings? We had Billings. Yes, Billings. Billings, I'm sorry. He was on our show. Yeah, he was on our show. And uh, Billings, great guy. And he, he yes. had a breakout season, but it would be nice to have more uh, depth there. And, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do with quarterback? But Zach uh, Taylor was seen uh, kind of fawning over Kyler Murray. So who knows if they draft the quarterback, make Dalton the bridge. You know, Ryan Tannehill was just traded. Uh, maybe Dalton is traded or maybe, maybe, you know, Dalton, uh, uh, you know, maybe we, Driscoll is replaced with uh, McCarron, you know, AJ McCarron is available in free agency. And that is our quarterback duo for this year. And the next year we, uh, you know, get the younger player. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what could happen, but, um, but they're not done. The Bengals are not done. And yeah, they didn't get drastically better, but in their mind, you know, uh, the players that they re-signed, were guys they brought in last year uh, who they liked and didn't have great years, but uh, they think they're going to get better. You know, Preston Brown, you know, is like a leading tackler in the NFL. He, he had his first injury season, you know? Right. Uh, he can tackle. The man can tackle. But a lot of fans are concerned about his coverage of tight ends and the fact that we haven't gotten better in that regard. You well, know? I, I so, want to throw something out there. 
there, first of all, I think we're still going to make a run at like a Brandon Marshall who's still available out there in the linebacker. And I also think if we're smart, so it probably won't happen, but if we're smart, we would try to send a mid round pick to the jets for Deron Lee. He's a very athletic linebacker. And clearly if they gave Mosley that kind of money, Lee's available. We just have to rattle them free. So if we could send a third or a fourth rounder, and we don't even have to send this year's pick. I think the Jets would take a pick next year. I think we need to try to get Deron Lee over there. But I still think there's some moves to be made uh, in the next you know, week or two. So I, I really think – and you're right. That's, the, that's where the Bengals make hay. They go out and get value signings later on. So, And there are some big names still out there. Listen, you have Houston is still available. Uh, there was another linebacker. Obviously, we're not going to take Sue, but Sue's still out there. There's a lot of, of big-name free agents that are still out there. Um, Clay Matthews is still available. Yeah, yeah, that is, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, that would be – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I don't know how much they're – you know, how much Clay's asking, but I'm just saying there is veteran talent out there that we can shore up our linebackers with. And then, obviously, we have to look to the draft. Um, if we can add a Devin White, I mean, that would be huge. Think about it. You trade a mid-round pick, you bring in Deron Lee, you sign Preston Brown, you've got Nick Vigil, and then you bring in, and we're going to get Carl Lawson back in, and then you throw in a Devin White into that mix, and all of a sudden our linebacking core is looking pretty stout. You're not asking Preston to be the only guy to make plays. So, you know, we have to see how things play out. I just wish it seems like every time – the Bengals don't make a big splash of free agency. All the Bengal nation turns into like chicken little and the sky is falling and the sky's not falling. We have a lot of talent at the skill positions. We just need to just shore up our line and our linebackers. And then let's see what we have and give our coaches a chance. Well, I, I mean, I agree. You talk about the skill positions. I'm very optimistic about you know, AJ Green, Joe Mixon, John Ross, of course, Tyler Boyd, who we have to resign. We have to keep that guy. We have to number. Well, we're not spending money. The one thing is, we I better when the season starts. Tyler Boyd better already be extended. We do not want him hitting the market. I don't want to have to use the franchise tag on him. We do not want him going to Pittsburgh because you know obviously he played his college ball in Pittsburgh. He grew up in Pittsburgh. We want to extend Tyler Boyd now while he still has a year left. Give him his money now because now is where we have the advantage. He hasn't had a payday yet. Give him you know, ten, a contract with 10 or 12 million or 15 million guaranteed and lock him up. He's shown he had his breakout year last year. He is well worth the contract to keep Boyd in the fold. Yeah. To be honest with you, his second year was such a fluke. People forget his first year, he had 600, 700 yards or something. He had a solid yeah. first, you know, for a second round receiver. Uh, he was very solid. Yeah. Uh, he's a good receiver. has good chemistry with Dalton and he's tough. He makes big plays. He makes clutch plays. Yeah. He's exactly the kind of guy you want to build a winning culture. Yeah, go ahead, please. Exactly. Well, I was going to say, he broke every one of Larry Fitzgerald's records at Pittsburgh. So he's re just replaced, he just wiped Larry Fitzgerald out of all, all the records at Pitt. So, you know, he's shown he can play. Yeah. You know, and uh, so we lost uh, some free agents, you know, notable uh, Tyler Kraft, who's a good tight end. He's a solid tight end. We wish him well. But I think Uzama, the higher upside, we preferred Uzama, and we kept Uzama, so that's good. 
you know. Yeah. Uzama's much more athletic. Tyler Croft, and, and you could check me on this one, I just see kind of another Jermaine Gresham. Yeah, he had sure hands. Yeah, he blocked pretty good. He was a decent all-around tight end, but you didn't see him with any kind of breakaway speed. You didn't see him, you know, just I, I just saw him as kind of just another Jermaine Gresham. He's a very replaceable guy in the draft. So I'm not worried about about a tie, losing Tyler Croft at all. We picked, yeah. we kept the guy with the with the much higher ceiling in CJ. No, he did. I, I mean, really, uh, Mark. What I'm getting from all of this, I really feel a lot better. To be honest with you, I hope I, I hope our viewers and listeners, uh, because you know this show is also on iTunes. Sorry if I spit when I speak. It's on iTunes. It's just it's just going yeah. crazy. You know, the last episode had I checked the stats had like ten uh, downloads uh, like the first day. It's just incredible, and um, so. Uh, please, uh, you can listen to the iTunes or you can uh, watch the YouTube. And, uh, you know, our fans come here to kind of vent, to kind of laugh. And I really think you gave them some hope, you know, and that's important. Um, and uh, we uh, love our fans so much because they allow us to do what we do. They allow John to take these cruises. And Hoji, uh, who even knows what Hoji is doing right now with his Patreon money? He's not here, obviously. <laughs> but... Um, so our patrons are incredible, really. And we have two new ones just from the last show. Uh, I'm talking about Ashante Sanders, who, who's pledged uh, $5 a month, and Tim Brashear, uh, who is, who's on here all the time, uh, uh, Brown Shoe T2. And, oh, I know yeah. Brown Shoe T2, yes. Yeah. I've uh, exchanged uh, comments in, in uh, my Northerners and my LA Bengal fan videos with him, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brown Shoe is a big Bengal, uh, a big Dalton fan, and he, he brings some good points up about Dalton not having a second receiver and all that uh, before last year. And uh, yeah, it's it's fair to give Dalton a chance under Zach Taylor. Uh, like I said, I don't have a problem with Dalton. I just I I, I like the idea of a Rosen, the guy with the really high upside, really oh. really great arm talent, great touch on his passes. Reminds me a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. That's why I'm saying get Rosen. He's so young, uh, but but Dalton is a nice guy. Um, but yeah, yeah, please go ahead. I absolutely agree with you on getting Rosen. If we can pry him away for like a third round pick or something, we absolutely should. This is a guy who would be one of the top quarterbacks, if not the top quarterback in this year's draft. Um, if, if Arizona wants to move on from him, he, I'd be more than happy to bring him in. And now you give Dalton a chance. To, to win the job this year. And if not, we have Dalton can be a bridge to Rosen next year. But, and I think Dalton and, and Rosen are similar type quarterbacks in their mobility and things like that. Rosen's not as good at moving out of the pocket as Dalton is, but Dalton wasn't when he started and he's become a much better passer rolling out. So that's something that you develop through time, but I'm all in favor of getting Josh Rosen on board. If we can. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just Rosen, to be honest with you, they're just different prospects. You know, I mean, yeah. Dalton, a uh, very limited prospect, but refined at what he is. Rosen, not refined, but uh, they really, the, the, the sky is the limit for him. He, yeah. he has as much on, you know, you say a third, I would be fine with the second and people are going to think I'm crazy. I'd be fine with giving up our first round pick because the guy's 22 years old. If, like you said, if he's going in this draft, he would be hired. We would have to trade up to get him. To be honest with you, well, but I want I mean, to. I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to give up our first round pick. We have got to nail down either one of the top tackles, or we've got to get Devin White, a linebacker. We that's what our first pick needs to go to. Um, yeah, but but Mark, I'm saying you land, you you hit on the quarterback, and you were talking about the Browns a little bit. 
too optimistic. You know, let's see what happens. But 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 the reason is when you hit that franchise quarterback, yeah. everything else kind of falls in place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at franchises like the Saints. Do you remember how bad the Saints were for years and years and years and years and years? And they hit, they got Drew Brees and everything. You know, it just changes the dynamic, the fortunes of a franchise when you hit on that quarterback. You know. Yeah. And uh, that's why I say that Rosen, yeah, you get a nice tackle, it's great. You get a you get a quarterback who can move in the pocket. Uh, you know that can alleviate a lot of pressure. We've seen the greatest quarterbacks in this league have a lot of success with really bad offensive lines. I'm talking about you know Russell Wilson, uh, you know Aaron Rodgers. We've seen these guys with a lot of success even with bad lines. So, yeah, tackle's great, but uh, you, we got to find the franchise quarterback. I don't think there's anyone in this draft who is as uh, uh, you know, as as complete of a quarterback as as Rosen, Kyler Murray obviously has a really big upside, but he's not. He does He has a much lower floor. Well, I want to I want to put the Kyler Murray, and I want to tell everybody we don't want Kyler Murray, and I'm going to tell you why. This is a guy who can always jump ship and leave for baseball, and that's it. Being the team we are, if he suffers any type of adversity, you just don't know if he's going to stick around. We don't know if he doesn't get his first injury and he starts thinking about, wow, if I go back and continue to play football, I'm going to lose 15 years of baseball and he doesn't leave. It's too risky. The needs we have, Kyler Murray is not the move for us. If Arizona wants to take him and cut loose to Josh Rosen, but I'm, I'm game. But I don't want Kyler Murray. I just don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm torn. I mean, I, I'm fine. if they draft him, it'd be interesting. It's kind of like John Ross. I did. I, I was against the John Ross drafting, but then it, it was exciting. But I just didn't think it would work because we're bad with injury-prone players. And right. you know, and, and and Dalton already had problems throwing deep to uh, to Green. You know, so imagine Russ. You know, I, I'm sorry to uh, to Tim. I know that is offensive. I apologize, Tim. But but you know, that's the way I feel. Um, okay. So I want to thank the rest of our patrons. They're incredible. Glad. Uh, Andrew Sealer. Uh, he's pledging ten dollars a month. He's been a long time supporter, and it is his birthday actually today. So uh, you know, happy birthday, oh, happy birthday, Andrew. Yes, thank you. And uh, with the Patreon money, we will celebrate your birthday in the most noble and dignified way possible. We will, we will, you know, uh, eat uh, something very sweet and tasty um, for your birthday. You know, just, just right there. And and Brian Taylor, also a do dollar a month. Uh, John Harden, you know, he's. He's, he's, he's been giving the most money and he's still there now giving $5 a month. Michael Ford, a dollar a month, and Tanner Guerin, $3 a month. We have so many beautiful patrons, really. It's just, it's just great. We love all of them. And uh, I, uh, you know, me and Mark, we were in this because of our dedication to the team and our distance from the team uh, really drove us to find forums and uh, avenues to discuss this and share. And I think you see the passion that we have for this team and the optimism, really, uh, that we, the hope that we have for this team as well. I really want to thank you, Mark, for being on the show. It's incredible having you today. Oh, it's my pleasure. We've got to do this more often. And like I said, we definitely have to gather to watch, get together and watch a, a couple games. Maybe oh, yeah. open, we'll watch opening day. Um, I don't know if you've ever hooked up with the uh, Bengals West crowd over in Pasadena or Eagle Rock. But we have to be <laughs> yeah. there. And the Bengals West crowd would love to meet you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd love to meet them. Um, but yeah, so so for uh, for Mark and, and you know, sorry with John on his cruise and, and, and Hoji, uh, you know, uh, doing probably spending something on some sort of uh, mystical kind of uh, journey or something. Uh, we miss them, but we, 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 we will see them next time. Uh, thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you for watching. We will see you next time. So long. Sviti. Bye.